You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Welcome to Barry Wood, RTHK's economic correspondent, who's going to continue on today's theme of razzle-dazzle, because he's going to <laughs> razzle-dazzle us with his view from the US, aren't you, Barry? Well, I'm certainly going to say that I enjoyed that conversation about the Vision Pro, which you and I talked about just seven days ago. It's interesting. People have had more time to look at it, and you're talking to real tech specialists, so it's interesting how that's evolving. It's very interesting, and I hear a few people returning it because they just do not find it comfortable. It's too heavy in causing neck it's strain. It's too heavy, yeah. Yeah, which we were yeah. talking about last week, yes. And I was suggesting they could turn it into a piece of gym equipment and <laughs> do 3D <laughs> gym exercises whilst you do your squats with this rather heavy headset on. Anyway, I, I shall write my suggestion to uh, Mr Zuckerberg and see what he thinks. Now, Barry, I was reading an interesting paper you wrote on how many of the top 20 companies by market capitalization in 1989 were still in the top 20 in 2021. Um, why don't you put us all out of our misery and tell us how many that is? Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah, this, this all comes from Warren Buffett at his annual meeting of Berkshire Hathaway in 2021. And he was trying to make the point to the young people and it was all online because they didn't have a, an actual meeting with an audience during COVID that uh, things change quickly. Yeah. And that if you look at those top 20 in 1989 by market cap, 16 of them were Japanese. And not one of those companies was in the list for 2021. And I've updated it just a bit to 2024. What you've really seen, Stephen, is yeah. that the Japanese, because their currency went down in value rather dramatically, plus they had really two plus decades of very slow growth. The stock market was down by 80%. It's not surprisingly that those companies that dominated in 89 are, are, are not in the index any longer. And the Americans, particularly the tech sector, have just ascended. That's the real shift. Okay. So when you look at the top 20 today, Barry, what, what's the breakdown of countries that make up the companies in it? Well, again, it's, uh, if you look at the top 20 today, about 13 of 20 are American. I'll just go yeah. through the first five, uh, Stephen. You start with, uh, this is 2021, so let me get to the, 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 the latest, which Let's is 2024. Bang up today. The yeah. biggest is Microsoft, Apple, then you have Saudi Aramco, Alphabet, Amazon, NVIDIA, Meta, and then Berkshire Hathaway itself. All of those, with the exception of Berkshire Hathaway, have market capitalizations exceeding $1 trillion. That's incredible, isn't it? But, well, to show you how fast things change, it's changed today because I believe NVIDIA has now overtaken um, Alphabet. Isn't that, that just amazing? just happened today, yeah. yeah. Mm. NVIDIA, I guess, is about the hottest stock in the world right now. Yeah. So here's the thing, Barry. How do you see that changing? Um, do you see... How well do you see it changing where there will be considerably less U.S. companies in there or do you think they will increase? It's hard to say. I mean, yeah. that's what Mr. Buffett would say. It's impossible to predict. But you can obviously identify a couple of real weak spots that the Americans have to grapple with. One is this huge 
fiscal deficit. Yeah. And that means that if our currency collapses, that would open the way to other companies. Interestingly, Stephen, there's no European companies in the top 20. Not a single now, one. Now, as the Chinese companies, they were headed by Tencent and Alibaba. But if you look at $6 trillion worth of financial losses in the Chinese market in three years, and even though it's controlled, a weakening of the renminbi against the dollar is not surprising that both yeah. those Chinese companies have fell out of the top 20. But it's hard to predict. I wouldn't want to bet against the likes of Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, etc. Yeah, they, they seem to be on a very upward trajectory. But I guess the question is, how sustainable is that and for how long? But who knows, with AI changing the world, it could indeed be sustainable for quite yeah, some time. That's, mm. Stephen, that's really the reason that Microsoft has ascended to the top of the top 20 list and passed by Apple, because of the big investment they've made in AI. So you mentioned that there's not a single European company in that list today. How about in 1989? Yeah, uh, well, Saudi Aramco, that's, of course, from Saudi least, Arabia. Yeah. And uh, no, 1989, not a one. So, mm. <laughs> look, we're all, we love Europe. But in terms of scale, they just don't have the scale that the Asian companies do, and particularly the Americans in the tech sector. I mean, it's almost all of those companies that are dominant in, in the 2024 list our technology, although you find the likes of Walmart and and uh, J.P. Morgan and Exxon and Johnson and Johnson is number 20. But nonetheless, it's it's heavily weighted to tech. Yeah. The magnificent seven, as they say. How about emerging markets? Do you ever see a point when there could be a company from one of our emerging markets that appear in that well, list? Well, I think of, if you look mm. at the BRICS and, and yeah. you know, that that grouping of, of developing countries, Saudi Arabia's just joined. So they've got uh, the third largest company in the world, Saudi Aramco. That used to be all controlled by the Americans. And then the Saudis uh, came to dominate. There's still some American money there. But Saudi Aramco is, is a huge company. And, and even with the rise of EVs, you know, there's still a lot of demand for oil and gasoline. That's right. And um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, even with global warning and uh, climate change activism. So that, that list is based on market capitalization. Have you carved it up any other way, looking at any other metrics? Yeah, you can. Mm. You can. You can You can look at uh, revenue or sales. And there the list for 2024 is somewhat different. You won't be surprised if I say that Walmart is the world's biggest company by mm. revenue, $633 billion, followed by Amazon. And then you find Saudi Aramco and uh, a Chinese oil producer is number five. Um, and then you find PetroChina, number five, number six, then Berkshire. So, yeah, it's a different measure. But again, you have to take into account which currency we're talking about. Yeah. And all of these that I've been mentioning are, are market capitalization in U.S. dollars. And of course, we know the dollar goes up and down on world currency markets. So would there be any way of doing some comparisons with kind of removing the dynamics of currency change to do comparisons Yes, I'm sure you could work that yeah. out. You could, yeah. you could factor in the euro, you could factor in the renminbi and the yen and see what you come up with. I haven't seen that anyone has done that. Look, it's also true, Stephen. That is not really the case if you have the world's biggest companies, you're going to be the world's biggest economy.
Yeah. You know, currently the United States is. But China, with so many people and coming up even with a four to five percent growth rate, is at some point in the next few years going to pass by the United States because the U.S. economy is not going to grow at four to five percent. So it, it's it's an interesting measure. And it certainly says a lot about capitalism and about the organization of financial markets. And in that sense, the Americans have done very well. And I applaud Warren Buffett for bringing all this to our attention. It's very interesting. As I said, even things have changed since yesterday, today, <laughs> with one yeah, of the very, changing very positions. that you mentioned yeah. NVIDIA. Yeah. And I wonder if, by any thought about taking currencies out of it, is there any way you could use the Big Mac index and compare the market capitalization? But, um, yeah, wow. there's a thought. You know, How the many... The Big Mac <laughs> index is interesting. And yeah. um, I don't have a clue. I've got a feeling that that wouldn't work. Oh, okay. Okay. Not uh, how many Big Macs is Nvidia worth compared to Alphabet? That could put a, a different slant on things, or, or compared to a, a, a company in another country. So we're about. Let, let's move on to looking at. Well, still looking at companies. We're about halfway through the earnings season, Barry. What what com company results have most interested you, or maybe surprised you, and which ones are coming up in future that you're most excited to hear about? Well, we're going to hear from the banks, and the, the banks are stronger than they were. You know, it was a year ago that we had the, the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and another bank. Uh, the Europeans worry more about that. Uh, I think the, the financial earnings are going to be good. The banks are in good shape. Uh, certainly, the tech sector has done very well. We're going to have the annual meeting of, of both Tesla and Apple coming up in the next few weeks. I think that the earnings have been better than expected. I think also, Stephen, you have to look at the weaknesses or the potential weaknesses in the U.S. economy. Higher interest rates do have a lag effect on the broader economy. Housing is getting weaker. And, of course, you do have people who are paying a lot of money on their credit card debt, more than they were a year ago. Yes, you're saying that, that people were saving money up over the COVID period because they had less to spend money on with lockdowns and things like that and uh, not wanting to leave home so much. But that kind of the, the savings that they accrued over COVID are kind of coming to an end now. Most people have spent. Yeah, them. I think that is uh, that is an Achilles heel for the U.S. economy. Uh, the COVID money that went into consumer and business pockets is largely now gone. Okay, that Barry. certainly is. I'm a factor as to why we've done so well. Fabulous. So sorry to cut you off there in your when you're in full flow, but we're coming up to the news. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, Barry Wood, RTHK's economic correspondent. A quick look at the market.